that middle interview. Welcome to this podcast, this episode of that metal interview with James. My name is James, of course, and on behalf of everybody here at that metal interview podcast, thank you for tuning in, whether it's through Spotify, YouTube, or whichever digital format media you guys are using. Thank you. Thank you for downloading our episodes. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube page and all digital media. Thank you. On this episode, we had the pleasure of speaking to a great musician um, by the name of Martin Anderson. Mr. Anderson is the current bassist for Steelheart. That's right. The world-renowned Steelheart. Um, the band that recorded and the soundtrack for Rockstar, the movie starring Mark Wahlberg. The world-renowned famous Mark Wahlberg. All the audio you hear on there is Steelheart, in case you guys didn't know that. Anyways, Martin will be talking about that a little bit and about different parts of his life and career with all these different uh, bands, right? Lynch Mob, Lizzie Borden, uh, Steelheart, and of course, from his... His uh, project entitled From Classical to Rock, uh, you guys uh, should check that out. When you see it live, when it comes to your town, you guys should check it out. From Classical to Rock. Don't forget that, okay? So, uh, without further ado, here is our chat with Mr. Martin Anderson. Enjoy. For those people that don't know, what is From Classical to Rock? Well, it was an organization that we started uh, basically to sort of give back to the community a little bit. And uh, sort of a non-profit thing that turned into a profit thing, but we do a lot of non-profit gigs. And what we do is we uh, take student orchestras, basically kids, and we get a bunch of famous rock stars with it. And then we put together great concerts, and um, a lot of the money goes to uh, music education in public schools and things like that. So... There's different classes that we uh, we team up. Usually, a couple of years ago, we teamed up a great nonprofit music school in the, in Orange County, for example, and things like that. So it's different uh, different causes, but it's a it's a great uh, fun thing to work with, and I'm very proud of it. I saw the people that participate in this project. All the rock stars, man! Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's awesome. We. we been lucky to been able to you know be able to get a lot of cool people and we put put together some great concerts and uh, uh, we were actually scheduled to go to uh, China in July to do uh, really uh, uh, but you know with everything going on over there actually uh, we've, we've been uh, postponing temporarily with you know the virus and everything going on over there so not not a good time probably to go right now <laughs> right yeah yeah I so. saw I saw an interview. Uh, it was a questionnaire you did uh, on YouTube. Someone asked you about the about the bass, the different bass uh, bases that uh, that you use, uh, four string and so on. And you pulled out yeah, on right. there. You pulled out an eight string bass. Um, where have you used that before? I'm sorry for the ignorance. No, no, not at all, man. Um, well, I, I started listening to uh, you know Doug Pennick back in the day, and, uh, yeah. and then Tom Peterson from Cheap Trick, a lot of those guys. And yeah, there you go. Twelve, they use twelve strings a lot, and, and, you know, initially. And Tom Peterson still, you know, he's got his twelve string spaces that he uses, and um, and I and I, I 
went and got the basic Hamer 12 string bass. And, you know, I noticed it wasn't a huge difference between 12 and 8. So I sort of found my own path a little bit. So I started using the 8 string. And uh, I toured, I, I did Lynch Mob, I used it on a couple of tours pretty extensively. The George used to joke around and say, you know, here's a bass player who got more strings than I do, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, uh, with Lizzie, uh, he was a big Tom Peterson fan too, as well. So, uh, you know, he, he was. You know, always going, come on, play the string play. Plus, you know, my taking is that, um, not to get too technical, but I used to sort of split my signals on, on two amps. So one was just sort of a straight bass amp, and then one of the other amp, I would have um, very a lot of, you know, high-end kind of distortion. So when we had, you know, no, it's just you know, four piece band or whatever, when the guitar player would go to solos and stuff like that, it almost sounded like an, another guitar in the background, which was kind of my whole objective to make it sound really full and everything. Wow. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a different. It's been done before. I mean, yeah. Lucian has been doing that for many, many years in a different way than I, than I have. But you know, it's just uh, he's sort of the guy that I saw doing this splitting amps, and he used to split into like three different, you know, low end, mid range, and high end, and because it's very hard sometimes to get all the the frequencies from one amp. Yeah. And from one pick, from one pickup, so you sort of split them into different, and then you know you you're sort of you know put together the, the picture of sound in, in, in the house, you know, the sound engineer. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty nerd, nerd stuff, you know. He's, yeah. You know, bass in there. <laughs> yeah. So. I play some guitar. I, I kind of know what you're talking about. It's frequencies. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Yeah, that's interesting. Cool, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those uh, guitar players, they would do that too. They would have like a, I remember one of the tours that we did with Lynch, he would have like a, a little Fender combo amp there just as a clean type thing and then he would mix that in with you know the regular amp and um you know he split the signals and then uh, you know as, as he was picking stuff you know on whatever songs of course yeah it would be that hard rock but in the background it would be that nice clean sort of fender sounding uh you know clean guitar too so yeah. it's, it's been done you know, yeah. and it's pretty cool. It's, it kind of adds another dimension to it right. a little bit. That's very cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How, how is it working with uh, legendary George Lynch, Lynch Mob? Yeah. Yeah, George is great, man. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're still friends to this day, and I think I, you know, I was like six, seven years with him, and, you know, I know he's got a little bit of a revolving door when it comes to right. his members. And, right. And, uh, and, and, and what, I've been, what I always tell people is, you know, what made you so special, you know, what made you, you know, stick with Lynch if you know that for those years because every tour would be like a different drummer and you know we went through like three different three four different singers and stuff and yeah. and George and I was sort of the consistent pieces in the band but you know I said you know what I'm just I'm an easy go lucky guy and I you know I show up on time and I know the songs and I'm in tune you know so yeah. you know I'm not a problem to the guy so I think uh, but we had a lot of fun and we got along great I just saw him at the NAMM show a couple, you know, a couple weeks ago whatever so 
you know, good, good guy. And, yeah. You know, it was, of course, it was, a, you know, I, I, I told the story before, but, you know, I remember being like 14, 15 years old in my bedroom in Sweden at the time, you know, trying to figure out Mr. Scary, you know, and, you know, and then, you know, you, have, you know, when I first went in the first rehearsal, we were rocking out on that song and, you know, first split second, I was that 14 year old kid again, you know, playing it, you know, back in my bedroom, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, you know, so legendary songs man uh the old dog and stuff yeah, yeah. oh yeah you started playing real young um what made you start playing music um well i saw a lot of the cool you know i grew up in sweden obviously and uh, you know, a lot of the cool british heavy metal you know we're talking you know priest and maiden and all that stuff but also kiss for sure you know like yeah. two records i got that one and i was like this is so cool you know so you know, Gene and just, you know, spitting blood and doing all the stuff. And yeah. I was like, this is so cool. So, you know, I started playing bass. I started with guitar, actually. And then I saw Kiss and I was like, okay, I want to be like Gene at the time, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I uh, started playing, um, start playing bass and it just kind of went from there. You know, it was sort of my calling, I guess, a little bit. And, yeah. And, uh, you, know. you were very young also when you started with the. Uh Lizzie Borden, of course. Uh, how did that happen? Uh, how did you hook up with uh, Lizzie? And uh, how did that happen? Um, I came over here when I was like 18 to LA. I'm in LA. And um, I came over to, to America about 18. I went to music school for a little bit. And um, and then I, I was dating this girl that knew Lizzie. And she had actually done, she's, you know, her own right. Her name was Kim Nelson at the time. She had also still her name. But at the time, she was in the band called Phantom Blue. And they they had some, they, you know, they were signed to Geffen and this and this and that. And she was really good friends with Lizzie and Joey, the drummer. And, uh, you know, so I was I was dating her. And, and she goes, hey, well, you know, and then Lizzie was looking for a new bass player. It was right after the Master of Disguise. It was the Master of Disguise tour. And he's looking for a new bass player. And, yeah. and, and she said, yeah, you know, I know this. I've been dating the Swedish guy. He's really, you know good looking guy and uh good bass player and he's like all right, all right cool bring him down and uh, i went down did a couple auditions and two weeks later i was uh, on the road to lizzie gordon really wow yeah so, wow just like that that's cool yeah right <laughs> so, so you know it lasted about what 25 years with him or something like that so just uh yeah the amazing trip journey right there you know are you still a part of Lizzie Borden? I am not. No, no, no. In about 2016, he uh, decided that he wanted to just put, put together like a solo band more than anything else. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's what it is, I guess. You know, we, we had toured a lot and we, you know, we had, we had been on the road for, God knows, probably seven years pretty much from, from when we did uh, Appointment with Death and then we did that record and then we were on the road for a ton of time and uh, I think we were just got, we, everybody kind of got burned out and he's, he just uh, he kind of wanted to go more of the Alice Cooper route I guess with the you know just sort of using a solo band or whatever or, yeah. you know you know, because we were all partners of the band too so um, you know it means more money for him <laughs> right so, <laughs> <laughs> anyway so you know I, I you know it is what it is you know it's just uh, you know, I had some good times together and hey the guy gave me a shot when I was 18 when nobody else did and you know yeah. how can I possibly have resentment for that you know yeah not at all of course it was a good experience of course yeah 
So, and I joined Steelheart in 2016, and having a blast with it. So it's it's great. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah, through Worlds of Stardust, great album, man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we have a new. Um, it's a new new single out called My Dirty Girl. It's uh, it was recorded live actually, and uh, I believe it was South Korea or Japan. I can't believe it. Can't can't remember right now, but yeah. Um, yeah, you can you can find you can find it at steelheart.com. You can download the, the single. It's, it's a live from from Korea. It was awesome. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, so yeah, having a blast. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw you guys are going to be at the Monsters of Rock Cruise. That is correct. Well, for, for me, it's a little it was a little sticky situation right now because I'm actually having back surgery. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, so I'm actually not going to be on the cruise. They got someone filling in for me, but yeah, I'm very much part of the band. And uh, as soon as I've done my uh, rehab and everything else, I will be back. So, but uh, I guess, you know, 30 years of playing bass is finally yeah. given out of my back, you know. So it's just uh, health is more important. But, you know, yeah, I've done the cruises before and it's a blast for the fans because they get, you know, get to you know, hang out on the boat famous you know amazing musicians that they probably grew up with or fans of so it's, it's you know it's a blast doing the, the boats and and uh they, those guys will put on a great show so yeah steel heart um so what's the future of steel heart right now uh are you guys still promoting the album of course yeah we're still promoting the album and also the new single but there's a lot of new dates coming up for the year a lot of festival stuff and everything and uh um, and Millie actually got a brand new manager right now, so I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. I'm trying to figure out if we should, should we do a record or should we. So, but there's definitely some cool, um, cool stuff going on, and especially in the Asian market because Steelheart is freaking big over there. So it's just uh, you know go over there and it's. Uh, oh really? Millie is like a rock god over there, of course. And, really? Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, the the song "She's Gone" has actually been the number one karaoke song in South Korea for like the last twenty years or something. Wow, really? So, I, did not, I did not know that. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's just, it's pretty crazy. You know, we go over there. Hey, you want to come over and do a show in Korea? You know, Korea. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. So I was like, fun. It's like we're headlining each festival for fifty thousand people. You know, really? so it's just yeah, you know, it's three hundred people waiting at the airport for for Billy at the time. Yeah, you know, it's like holy crap. You know, oh. so you know he's been doing the idol shows over there and uh, the, the man in the mask and all that stuff over there. And, uh, you know, he's been on TV shows and all kinds of cool stuff. So he's a, a, wow. a true rock god over there. <laughs> rock god, wow. Any any stories you could share from... Uh... <laughs> with, 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 which part are you referring to? The Steelheart or just in general? Or? Uh, well, Steelheart or in general, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I, there's so many stories over the years and a lot of people tell me you should put this in you put this in a book format of some sort because, you know, obviously with Lizzie, yeah. they're all different personalities with both with Lynch and, and Lizzie. And, I mean, Lizzie, I think we were known as sort of a party band to, to, to a lot of extent. You know, we would always, you know, close down bars, especially in my younger days. You know, you can imagine some yeah. guy coming over from, you know, Sweden at 18 or 20 years old or whatever and just... Uh, you know, unlimited booze and girls at yeah. that point, you know. <laughs> so, it's a lot of good stories, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's some sad stories, too. We lost some good people along the way in various situations, and, you know, same thing with George, different personalities, and, and um, you know, the one thing that I'm really impressed with the Steelheart is Millie's um, work ethics. He's a very uh, hard worker, not only 
you know, in the band and trying to get things going and, and working on songs and this and this and that. But also, you know, keep maintaining his voice and working out and all this stuff. So he's very, you know, it's it's very, um, it's, it's a good inspiration for me from, from, from that angle too. I mean, the guy's, I don't even know, what, 52 or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he sings amazing still, you know, he's uh, hitting all the notes and everything. So, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, from my standpoint, at that point, the, the work ethics of, of his, it's just, it's very, uh, contagious. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Is he the one that did that a rock star movie deal? The, yes, he did. Yeah, right? he sings all the Mark Wahlberg songs uh, yeah. in the movie. I read about so, that. And he, yeah, so Die Young, you know, Stand Up and Shout, and all those songs. That's all. That's all him. Wow. So yeah, so it's just it's, uh you know a lot of people don't realize that because we do we do a lot of the songs live and people are, why are you doing the Steel Dragon stuff and it's like, <laughs> uh, well he wrote the songs and he sings them in the movie <laughs> I didn't write every song but you know by Young and you know, some of those songs are yeah you know he, he wrote those songs so you know it's just uh, <laughs> what an experience yeah, man. I love, yeah. what a, what Go an ahead. experience man I mean what an experience that that was wow yeah right yeah so you know i gotta pinch myself at times because you know it's been a, it's been a long fun journey for me you know yeah um any message any um anything you want to tell your fans uh martin fans and steelheart fans well just uh keep checking the website and come out and rock with us and you know help support you know that's you know the industry in general and just go out and see the bands and you know there's a lot more fun stuff coming up so just but you know keep checking for tour dates in your city and you guys at steelheart.com or uh, martin m-a-r-t-e-n dot c-c no dot com dot c-c is my website and and um you know it's all always fun stuff and we were you know got some classical to rock stuff coming up as well so and that's always amazing as a 50 piece orchestra with you know a lot of cool rock stars and you know a couple you know we've been having everybody from johnny resnick to nancy wilson to you know um god knows you know chester yeah. bennington and you know it's just, it's just very very cool people in general so yeah. you know we'll hopefully take that to, to to your city as well wherever that may be so yeah awesome awesome thank you for your time martin we truly appreciate it thank you and uh we wish you a speedy recovery uh, with your surgery, and we hope you get back on the road soon and get back on the on the stage. Thank you. Thanks, James. Appreciate it, man. And that was our interview, our chat with Mr. Martin Anderson, bassist, musician extraordinaire. Don't forget to support his projects uh, from classical to rock. Go check it out live. Different uh, rock stars on there, different musicians on stage with mr anderson um don't forget to support all rock metal of course but on this episode uh we had uh our pleasure of speaking to mr anderson and uh his current band steelheart uh their latest cd album rock and milan live you guys should check that out uh don't forget to download it stream it steelheart uh lynch mob lizzie borden my name is james and don't forget to support uh our social media that metal interview podcast with james 
Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Reddit, Pinterest, and so on. Uh, subscribe and share if you can. We'd truly appreciate it. And to all the rock metal fans listening out there, thank you. On behalf of everybody here, we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to keep it metal. That metal interview.